Welcome to Salem Alliance Church. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. Hey, as we're in our series uh, on gift of emotions, uh, we've been we've been uh, hearing from uh, from different some different speakers this month, and I have the pleasure of introducing to you our speaker today, uh, Jessica Mitchell. Jessica is a you'll understand that why in a second. Uh, Jessica is an RTI graduate, Reach Training Institute graduate. And I uh, went through our, our, our ministry training school, and early on, we recognized that this is a gifted young woman, and uh, we thought she was so gifted that we hired her. She's our college pastor, thus the college students here who are cheering her on. And uh, Jess graduated from the RTI with, with honors. Uh, she's gone through the consecration ordination program with the Christian Missionary Alliance, which is the movement we're connected to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on Jess Mitchell. Uh, she is, uh, she's called by God. And um, you're going to understand why, because she's going she's gonna to bring the word today. And it's a strong word for us. Would you welcome Jess as she comes and shares God's word today? Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be with you. Um, especially want to say thank you to those of you who are regular 11 a.m. attenders. Uh, I'm, I am slightly responsible for this loud group that sits right here. So um, thanks for uh, letting us be part of your family in this service. I'm more excited to be with you. So if you haven't been here, we're going through uh, the series. This is our time called Family Gathers, where we pull all the kids together, everybody together, and we are going through the gift of emotions from the movie Inside Out. Um, but I know very few of you are listening to me until I say the thing you're all waiting for, which is fruit snacks. So don't worry, we're going to start with fruit snacks. But first, if you're a kid in this room, you get fruit snacks first. So I want all the kids to come down, come on stage. You're going to grab your fruit snacks and sit on stage because we're going to watch a little movie up here. Don't be shy. I know there's a lot of you here. Come on stage, get some fruit snacks, sit down. Come over here, sit on down. Kids, even from up there, come on down. We'll wait for you. And parents, don't you worry. You guys get fruit snacks too. So ushers, if you come forward, pass out those fruit snacks. That would be awesome. Kids, find a seat. Grab your fruit snacks. We've got them coming all from everywhere. More coming. All right, so grab some fruit snacks. Kids, sit on down. You guys are doing awesome. And as they're coming, kids, how many of you remember what emotion we talked about last week? Disgust. Disgust? You guys remember disgust? Yeah. So last week we talked about disgust and how sometimes disgust pulls us away from things. But Brian talked about how we need to allow disgust sometimes to pull us towards certain injustices. And we're going to talk about another emotion today. Are you guys excited? Yeah, I can tell. I really can tell. All right. Um, so as you get your fruit snacks, go ahead and open them up, eat. We get to enjoy a movie together. Oh, find your seat. Awesome. We get to enjoy a movie together. So go ahead and turn towards the screen and let's see who we are talking about today. Ever wonder why you feel the way you do? We'll get to know your emotions. When everything in your life is going your way, that's when joy takes control. This is joy. 
With an unstoppable spirit and unbeatable energy, joy brings a smile to your face and no oh, who cares, let's party! It was amazing. Just Riley and me forever. That gave us plenty of time to think about what our new house is going to look like. What? Let's review the top five daydreams. Ooh, that looks that safe. Looks nice. Ooh, this will be great for Riley. Oh, no, 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 no. This oh, one. Joy, for the last time, she cannot live in a cookie. That's the one. It comes with a dragon. Hey, hey, hey. All through the drive, Dad talked about how cool our new room is. Let's go check it out. It's gonna be great. Yes, 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 yes. I've got a great idea. Did you even read the contract? Anderson makes her move. She's closing in. Hey. Oh, no, you're She's not. Coming behind you. Watch out. Yeah! Oh, what about the time with the dinosaur? Oh, that's the one. Nice one, Joy. All right. So, kids, who are we talking about today? Joy, that's awesome. And guess what? I've got some questions for you guys that you get to help us and you get to teach us some things because you guys are honestly our biggest teachers when it comes to joy. So here's your first question. Um, what was the mo one of the most joyful moments in your life? Anybody have an answer? One of the mo oh, you look like you're ready. One of the most joyful moments of your life. When I was first introduced to Legos. When you were first introduced to Legos, yes. And hopefully you didn't step on those Legos because it gets hard after that. All right, what else? Joy, what was one of your most joyful moments? Mm. Going to the zoo. Going to the zoo, seeing all the animals. What about you over here? The first time I ever found a shiny Pokemon. The first time you found a shiny Pokemon, awesome. Um, what else? What are some of the most joyful moments of your life? Anybody else? I see a hand over here. When I was first introduced to Legos. When you were Legos, there is a theme here. Anything else? Any other joyful moments? Yeah. First time I got my Pokemon cards. Pokemon and Legos. Awesome. All right. What about you? When I went on a tram. When you went on a tram, that's awesome. Okay, so I've got another question for you. You guys wanna share? Here, tell me your joyful moment. Legos. Legos, <laughs> all right. My family. Oh, your family. Good job, parents. All right. When I first went on an airplane. When you first went on an airplane. Okay, last one for this question. Going on a train. Going on a train, that's awesome. Okay, so here's your next question. When you are having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel joy instead? Yeah, we got an answer over here. When I wake up in the morning and I grab my kittens. Oh, you play with your kittens, that's awesome. How do you find joy, what do you do? Let's see over here. I read. You read, yes. There has been somebody every single service who has said read. I'm a reader, I love it. All right, what do you do to find joy? I snuggle mama. Oh, you snuggle. <laughs> oh, that just melts the hearts. Good answer. All right, what about you? How do you find joy? He does not have anything. Nothing? No. What about those fruit snacks? Did you like yeah. them? 
Fruit snacks. Yeah, always eat fruit snacks. What about here? My house. You find joy in your house. When you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel joy? Happy. You find yourself happy. That's awesome. All right, last one on this question. You make explosions. <laughs> All right, 4th of July did just happen. All right, so last, last question and my favorite one. Okay, kids, what makes your parents full of joy? And the hands go up. Here we are. Uh, they just, uh, I just play with them and I make them like I'm funny at them and yeah. like I make them funny and you laugh. You, when you make them laugh, that's awesome. What makes your parents full of joy? When we obey them. When you obey them, yes. That's, all of a sudden, there's so much joy in the room. All right. When I love my mommy. When you love your mommy. What makes your parents full of joy? When I leave the house. When you leave the house. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What makes your parents full of joy? Nerf gun war. Nerf gun war. What about you? When they go to the movie theater. When they go to the movie theater. Probably on a date night, huh? All right, just a couple more. What about you? Um, when I obey them. When you obey them. Good. What makes your parents full of joy? I think it would just be my dad when my mom came home. Oh, yeah. When parents come home. Okay, let's do two more over here. All right, what do you got for us? What makes your parents full of joy? When they're with my brothers when, and me. When they're with you, kiddos. All right, last one right here. When my mom takes naps. When your mom <laughs> takes naps. That was a great one to end. Uh, an answer that we got a lot in the other services was um, when they make coffee. And we were like, yes, definitely. All right, kids, great job. Before you go, I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you. Is that okay? Yeah? So, Holy Spirit, I pray for these kids um, who are our teachers of joy. They are the ones that teach us what joy looks like. And I just ask that more joy um, fill their hearts, that they can carry joy, that they can share joy, that they can experience joy. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, thanks, kids. Can we give them a hand for helping out? All right, kids. So you can head on back to your parents, head on back. It's a big room, so parents, if your kid's wandering, maybe wave. Sometimes they need help. Hey, good job. High five. All right, you ready, kiddo? Hey, I think we've got some extra fruit snacks for you. <laughs> All right. So kids, head on back. Can I help you back, sweetie? Hey, Jeff, can you help her back? <laughs> Hey, I think Jeff has some fruit snacks for you. Want some fruit snacks? Is this your sister? Okay. All right. Kara's got parents. We have extra fruit snacks everywhere for anybody. All right. Awesome job. When all else fails, parents, you know, pack extra fruit snacks. All right. Um, so we are talking about joy this morning. And in the movie, uh, if you've seen it before, this movie is about this girl, Riley, and about her emotions. And her emotions, the central most emotion that we see is joy. She's the central most character amongst the emotions. And I think as Christians, 
we know that joy is supposed to be a central characteristic in our life. But sometimes we don't know exactly what that looks like and how to do that practically. And so this morning we're going to talk about what is joy, what's God's heart for joy, and how do we continue to lean in. Um, But before we get there, I want to do a bit of a posture check for us. I've been going to church long enough that I know what I can do sometimes when I walk through the door. I can hear the topic and I can swing this way first sometimes where I go, oh, I've got this down. I'm off the hook today and tune out. Or I can swing over here and go, here we go again. I've heard this message before and tune out. And so maybe some of you walked in and you heard it was on joy and you swing over here and you go, hey, joy, I'm pretty, I'm pretty full of joy. I'm in a good season. I'm off the hook this time and tuned out. And what I want to tell you is joy can still grow. Or maybe you're over here and you said, here we go again. Um, because of circumstances you're walking through, you're like, joy, I don't feel like that's a reality in my life. And I want to tell you, joy can grow. So before we get into this, I want to take some time to pray that we can be in the posture to receive what God may have for us today for joy. So if you're comfortable with it, go ahead and open your hands, and I'm going to pray um, that we can be in the posture of receiving and learning about joy. So God, I just ask that you move in this room. Will you right now even fill this room with joy Um, May our hearts be sensitive. May our ears be open to what you have to say to us about joy. Um, God, we want to learn. We want to follow you. And may we be people who can receive your joy, but also share it with those around us. This morning, we're ready to listen. We're ready to lean in. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so as we dive into joy, before we get there, I want to make this distinction between joy and happiness. We live in a culture of happiness. From a young age, we're told to go find our own happy. Whether it's a sport, do the sport that makes you happiest. Or in school, um, do your degree, find a job that makes you happy. We are told to discover happiness and find our own happiness. Um, But I think we need to be careful about not mixing happiness up with joy. And so we're going to talk about what the difference is between the two. So on the screen, we've got this is happiness. Happiness is an emotion that is dependent on good external circumstances. So happiness is something on the external that impacts us um, to make us feel happiness. Maybe it is getting the job you've waited for for a long time, or getting kids, getting a brand new toy, or maybe it is taking that first bite into cookie dough ice cream. That is happiness. Can I get an amen? Anybody else cookie dough lovers? Um, That is happiness. It's something on the outside that makes us feel and experience this feeling of happiness. And happiness isn't bad, but happiness doesn't always last. And now joy, joy is different. Um, Here we see joy is an emotion that is independent of circumstances and is determined by an internal source God instilled within us. Joy is something God has already given us um, that is part of who we are, and it is not dependent on what our circumstances are. We see this throughout the Bible, and a great example of this is Paul. 
Um, Throughout his life, he's in unfortunate circumstances. When he's writing the book of Philippians, he is in literal chains. His circumstances are not good. Yet, joy is one of the central themes of that book. He speaks of his joy for the people. He speaks of his joy in the Lord. Despite his circumstances, joy still grows in that. And I think we can experience this, and God continually challenges us to experience this joy, to lean in. It is part of his heart. So this morning, um, we are going to be looking at John 15 and 16, a few passages in there. So if you have your Bible, grab that. If not, there's some Bibles in front of you, and you can turn um, to the page. We're going to be in John 15. It's page 897. If you're new to navigating the Bible, find the big number 15, and then we'll go on down to verse 11. Um, But before that, I want to paint the picture of what's going on in this story. So what's going on? Jesus is uh, experiencing his last moments with his disciples before and during the cross. It's his time in the upper room um, where he gets to have these intimate intimate moments with his disciples and gives some final key teachings. John 13 is where he washes his disciples' feet. Um, Shortly after that, he speaks of his upcoming betrayal, his departure, and gives some key teachings on the Holy Spirit. And he says, hey, I'm leaving, but guess what? I'm gonna give you Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And he's having these moments. And I just imagine the disciples are on the edge of their seats just listening to every word that he has. And this is when he gives this imagery of the vine and the branches in John 15. And at the end of that description, he says this in verse 11. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So Jesus himself is doing these key teachings and lands on this this idea of joy and says, hey, I have a joy and it is part of my heart that you experience it and that it overflows. And later on in 16, he talks about it being a joy that can be robbed from us, that we get to experience in abundance. Jesus takes the time in his final days before enduring the cross to tell the disciples, I have a joy and it's my desire for you to experience that. Jesus's heart is that we will experience joy and have a capacity for that. More than that, we've actually been designed for joy. God, in Genesis 1:27, we know that we have been designed in the image of God, both male and female, and part of that design is a design um, for a capacity to grow in joy. Over the last few weeks, I went down an incredibly nerdy rabbit trail studying the brain, read a bunch of books on our, on our brain and emotions. At this point, I'm probably pretty qualified to be a brain surgeon because I read a lot about it, so it's fine. Um, and in studying this, I learned tons of scientists actually have been able to prove that we have an ability to rewire our brains to experience joy, to learn joy, to grow in that. It is part of our design of our brain to actually learn and grow in joy. One author, Jonathan Grant, says this. He says, neurobiologists have shown that while most brain development stops sometime in childhood, the brain's joy center, located and observable in the right orbital prefrontal cortex, is the only part of the brain that never loses its capacity to grow. Isn't that fascinating? God, in how he designed our brain, designed it with an area that never loses its capacity to grow 
more than just his words in the Bible of saying, I have a joy and I want you to experience, he says, hey, I've actually wired and designed you to experience joy. So we know joy is a part of who we are and joy has the ability to grow, but what do we do when we feel like we can't access it? And I'll say this, it's actually kind of ironic that I am teaching on joy. Um, I'm not necessarily somebody who um, joy comes easy to me. I have to work to experience joy. I am what I call a realist, but my friends might say a pessimist. Um, My emotions, my excited, happy, sad are all kind of neutral, all kind of the same. And joy isn't something that naturally comes to me. I have to practice at it. Um, But a few years ago, I found myself in the season um, that was just a hard season, some of what I was feeling, some of my circumstances, and it felt like what joy I did have was stripped back. The best phrase I can think of it is it felt like my joy was suppressed. Have you ever been there where you know you have a joy, but you feel like you can't access it? And so I walked through the season of feeling that, and um, in that time, a bunch of people would have words for me of like, hey, I feel like God's saying joy is coming soon. I'd open the Bible, and it'd be a verse on joy jumping out. It was like joy was shouting at me, um, yet I wasn't feeling joy. And so at first, I was excited because I kept hearing joy's coming soon, joy's coming soon. Um, And then I shifted to bitter after weeks, turned to months, turned to years, where I felt like the joy that I once experienced was not there. And I was in this posture of, God, where is joy in this? And in that time, um, one of my dear friends who became my teacher of joy um, was taking some time to pray for me. And she was praying like she had hundreds of times for me. And then she said, I feel like God's saying this, joy is here even though it's not. Go find it. And what I realized was in that moment, I had been asking God to remove um, those feelings that I had inside, to remove my circumstances and replace it with a pure season of joy and nothing else. And when that wasn't happening, I was sitting there and complaining and asking God for joy. And what I realized is joy rarely shows up alone. In fact, that's the unique thing about joy. Because it's not dependent on circumstances, joy has the ability to show up amongst a variety of mixed emotions and circumstances. And far too often we're crying out for joy and we want God to fill us with joy when she's waiting there for us to embrace joy in our current circumstances. And so this is what we're going to talk about today Um, on the screen. This is the main point I want you to walk with is joy is a God-instilled emotion we must discover, and she rarely travels alone. Joy is in us, but sometimes we have to go out of our way to discover joy, and she rarely travels alone. And I learned this as I began to lean in and discover joy in some of the most unlikely places. So the first place that I learned joy shows up is in obedience. Now kids, when you hear the word obey, does joy just rise up in you? No. Now, parents, maybe for you, when your kids obey, joy rises up in you. But, but what about for you? What about parents when you are called to obey? Maybe it's obey traffic laws. Maybe it's obey your boss. Um, does joy rise up in you? You know, we don't normally associate obedience with joy. Yet God actually says joy grows in obedience. Joy shows up in obedience to him and his word. Psalm 19.8 says this. 
The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. God says as we embrace his commandments, as we embrace his instructions, as we do what we can to follow him and be his disciples, it is in obedience to that that joy shows up and joy actually grows. And back in this passage that we were talking about where Jesus says, hey, I have a joy and it's for you and I want it to overflow. Just before that, he actually says something about obedience in this. In verse 10, he starts off by saying, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So Jesus gives these key teachings, and when he, he doesn't just say, hey, I have joy for you, and I want it to overflow. He says, when you obey my commandments, you'll remain in my love just as I have with God. And in that obedience, you get to experience joy. Joy can grow in that obedience So where might joy be in the obedience you're walking through? Maybe you are obeying God um, because you feel like he's calling you to this job that feels really hard. Or maybe he's calling you to stay at home and parent your kids and some days it feels like you're just obeying what he asks you and joy can grow in that. Or maybe you're new to following Jesus and it can feel like some of the things he's asking of you is hard and it's robbing your joy. But I can tell you this, um, joy actually rises up in that obedience to what he asks of you. Joy has the ability to show up and to grow in obedience. And the next place that I learned joy shows up is joy shows up in the waiting and anticipation. Um, Far too often we postpone joy. We say, hey, I will experience joy over there when this happens. When I graduate college or high school, when I finally get um, my dream job, when maybe I finally get married or have kids or when these circumstances finally change, then I will experience joy. And we postpone joy. But the thing is, we're not doing that right now already. Because what's our ultimate joy? Our ultimate joy is Jesus coming back and his return and the end of sin. And do we sit here and wait and say, "Ah, not going to experience joy until Jesus returns because that's my ultimate joy. No. In the waiting and anticipation, we know our ultimate joy is Jesus' return. Yet in that we sit. We experience joy as we wait for Jesus to return. In 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9, it says this. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. As we are in the waiting and anticipation of Jesus' return, we express and experience joy. So don't you think he would want us to experience joy in the waiting and anticipation of other things? So what is it that you're waiting for or in anticipation for? Um, Maybe it's a change of hard circumstances. Joy can show up in that waiting and anticipation. We just have to lean in and embrace her. Before we get to my last point, I want to tell you a quick story 
Um, as I said, I was kind of on this journey of learning joy, discovering joy, um, and I was in the season that felt pretty difficult. Some of it was what I was feeling and experiencing inside. Some of it was some of my external circumstances that felt like they were robbing me of joy. And, and so I took some time to do a soul care retreat down in Southern California. I went away, and it was just a time to, to just breathe and to rest and reflect. And in that time, I was like, well, I've been learning joy, so what can I do that will be fun? Like, I'm on this fun thing of learning joy. Um, and so I was like, okay, I guess I will go to Disneyland. So some of you in this room, you hear the word Disneyland, and you're like, yes, I love Disneyland. Now, some of you might swing over here, and you're like, ooh, Disneyland kind of stresses me out, like lots of people, like long lines, all those things. I probably swing more towards this side. I like rides and stuff, but um, Disneyland wouldn't be something that I normally would be like, yeah, let's go do it and all the time. But I said, hey, here's the deal. Um, if I go with my best friend, then we can make a moment of it. Um, and so I call my best friend and I say, hey, do you want to go to Disneyland with me? Can you come down this weekend? And she says, yeah, I'm in. And then a couple weeks leading up to it, long story short, something comes up with work and she says, I actually can't go to Disneyland. And right there, I'm like, oh, this is my out. Like, I can get out. I'm like, oh, that's fine. The beach is fun. I'll go to the beach. And, and she's like, you think you're going to go? Long story short, she says, well, actually, you're going. I already bought you a ticket, so have fun. And I was like, all right. So here I am going to Disneyland alone. That is my fun joy adventure. And you want to know what I discovered? I love going to Disneyland alone. And I even have picture proof of it right here. I mean, I wasn't alone. I hung out with Chip or Dale. And you better believe that all the kids were in long lines taking pictures with characters. And I was right there with them because I was on a journey to discover joy. And so I end up in Disneyland alone. And as I'm there, this joy is rising up in me that I never knew I would experience there. Um, Disneyland brought this joy out of me, and I'm learning uh, and talking with God and experiencing this joy as I'm away and resting from what feels like a hard season back home. And in this time, what I learned was that my favorite ride is California Screamin'. Now, I know it's called Incredicoaster now, but I'm going to call it California Screamin' because that's what it is to me. So how many of you have been on California Screamin'? All right, more importantly, how many of you have never been on California Screamin'? All right, I'm going to take this time and pray for you. We're just... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. So um, as I was preparing this and telling the story, I was like, it wouldn't be fair for me to explain the story and those of you who have been on the ride to be visualizing it and laughing in your head and those of you who haven't been on to not know what I'm talking about. So for the sake of being inclusive, I decided we all have to go on California Screaming together. So right here, right now, in church... You better believe we're going on a roller coaster. We are going to go on California Screaming. So here's what we're going to do. Some of you are like, is she actually serious? I am. Um, you're going to have your hands up when we're going up the ride. When I say, uh, when you see it go left, you're going to go left, all right? When you see it go right, you're going to go right. If you need to, you can scream as it goes down. If you want to feel the wind in your face, have your neighbor just fan you or something. Um, whatever you need to do, we are going to ride this roller coaster together. So everybody, hands up, hands up. 
Kids, if your parents aren't doing it, I give you permission to help them. Uh, you will lean as this goes. So we've got this roller coaster that's coming up here. Here we go. So that is California screaming. And I'm not even exaggerating, I went on that ride about 20 times. Because pro tip, if you go alone, you can go in the single rider line, and if you're going in February, not many people go then, and I literally got off the ride and got back in line, and I was on it within a minute. It was great. So I just went over and over again, became best friends with the guy working. He's like, you going again? I was like, yeah, here we go. And so I went on this ride over and over and over and over and over again. And every time, even though I knew what the ride was, I knew every turn, I knew everything, joy rose up and grew within me. And so as I am on this ride, I think it was like my 15th time going on this ride, and I'm going and I know, and in the waiting and anticipation, joy is rising up as it goes five, four, three, and I know we're about to take off, and then we take off, and joy in me grows. And this kid in front of me, it was clearly his first time going on it, because he's freaking out. He's like screaming and like, oh, would you, why'd you make me go on this ride? And so, like any good human, I'm laughing at him and getting joy from what he's experiencing. And so joy is rising up in me as I'm on this ride. And I'm going on this ride like I have tons of times, and it was right at that end, where it goes up towards the top, and it's going, and that's my favorite part, because you get up towards the top, if you look to the left, you can look over the entire park, and it was right at sunset, and it was perfect, and so I get up there, and I look, and it was in that moment, I take this deep breath, and it felt like the first time I was able to take a deep breath in a long time, and it was like, in that moment, the Holy Spirit met me, and it was like a movie in front of me of the last four years of my life, of moments of feeling um, pain, of circumstances I w was walking through that felt like they were robbing my joy, all came down at once, and I started to weep. And it was like the sorrow and pain that I had experienced just overcame me, and I'm going on this ride just crying, and I get off, and the guy totally thought I was a maniac because all of a sudden I'm crying, and he's like, uh, you wanna go again? I'm like, yeah, I do, please. And so I go like four or five more times, and the whole time I'm crying, and then all of a sudden I'm laughing, and as sorrow is falling hard on me of the reality of what my life had been, joy was growing deep within me. And this leads me to my last point. Joy shows up in the sorrow and pain. And right now, I wanna to talk to those of you in this room who when you walked in and heard the topic was on joy, maybe you thought, ah, here we go again. I can't hear that message again. Maybe you're walking through some painful circumstances of a divorce, of a loss of a friend or a family member, of depression or anxiety that seems to run your life, or maybe it's just this feeling of numb and apathetic and you are thinking joy isn't for me and I wanna tell you this, joy shows up in your sorrow and pain and God is committed 
to making sure you experience that. Joy shows up in sorrow and pain. James talks about this when he says, when you're faced with trials, consider it an opportunity for joy, an opportunity to experience joy. And back in the story in John 15 and 16, in chapter 16, Jesus really unpacks this idea of joy that can actually be birthed out of sorrow and pain. He's telling his disciples, hey, I'm gonna be leaving. Um, You're not gonna see me soon and I'm gonna be going away and things will get hard and all of a sudden his disciples are confused and he knows it and so he goes to explain to them what's gonna happen and the sorrow and the pain and the grief they will experience and he says this in chapter 16, verse 21. And speaking of their sorrow, he says, it will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Jesus literally explains their sorrow and pain that to a woman going through childbirth. Now I've not experienced that, but the description alone, I know that is painful. And he says, you are in that pain right now and that pain actually may continue to come. And in that sorrow and pain, I wanna tell you joy can actually grow out of that. And it'll be a joy that no one can rob you of. And you get to ask the Father directly and receive and in that experience abundant joy. Part of Jesus's heart is that we experience joy through our sorrow and pain. And he doesn't say, hey, ignore the sorrow and pain. He actually says, feel it. Feel the sorrow and pain. But guess what? Joy can grow out of that. Joy is a God-instilled emotion in us that we must discover. And she rarely travels alone. Oftentimes, she travels in obedience, travels with waiting and anticipation, and in sorrow and pain. And as we close out, I want to give us some handles on what it may look like for us to lean into joy wherever we're at, whether we're in a full season of experiencing a lot of joy or a season where joy feels like a foreign concept. Um, I want to give us some handles for how we can do this. So the first thing, um, go do something out of the ordinary to discover joy. Now, we don't have California screaming, but we do have Enchanted Forest. Am I right? So there is a roller coaster in town that you can go do something out of the ordinary. Go to Enchanted Forest. Maybe it's go have a dessert tour downtown. Go float the river. Um, If you're not a party person, throw a party. If you don't know how to throw a party, find somebody who does and have them help you um, experience joy. Do something that you normally wouldn't do to discover and grow in joy. And the second thing is this. Take about 10 minutes to journal about where joy is already present in your circumstances. Maybe you're walking through some hard circumstances or something where it feels like it's hard for you to find joy. Just take some time to be with God and say, God, where is joy already in my circumstances? And journal about it and see what he has to say. And last, pray for joy to grow. 
we always have the ability to pray for joy to grow. And this last one, we are actually going to do right now. And I'm going to ask for some courage in this room. Um, We are going to be praying for those of you who feel like joy has been an absent emotion in your life. For those of you who feel like you've been fighting for joy and it hasn't come. Maybe it's walking through a divorce or depression, anxiety, or hard circumstances. We want to take the time to pray for joy to grow. So if you are in the room and feel like you need joy to grow in your life, I would like to ask you to please stand up. If you are needing more joy in your life, or maybe you're even on the other side of you are a very joyful person, um, but God is telling you, hey, I want you to teach others how to be in joy. Joy can still grow. If you need more joy in your life, thank you for the courage to stand up. And I want to say thank you to those in the room who have been fighting for a long time for joy. I get it. And it's not easy. So thank you for standing up. And we want to pray for joy to grow. So right now, Holy Spirit, um, I pray that your joy falls on those standing up in this moment. You know their stories. Uh, You know what they're walking through. You know what they need. Um, You can understand them better than they can understand themselves. And so I pray right now, um, may joy fall on these people who have had the courage to stand up. I pray this week that they're surprised by joy. Um, I imagine the, the joy character in the movie Inside Out just jumping out of every corner. May they be surprised by joy at their work, at their home. May joy jump out of every corner. Where May they have moments where they randomly start laughing and experiencing joy in places that they never experienced before. God, this week, let joy grow. Let them see it. Um, And God, I pray now you empower them to be teachers of joy. Those who have leaned in for joy to grow, may they also be people who can teach others to experience and grow in joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Salem Alliance Church is a community of Jesus followers located in downtown Salem, Oregon. And we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. If you have a request that we could pray for, please email us at prayers at salemalliance.org. You can view today's entire service online at livestream.com backslash Salem Alliance.